millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals including gold involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And the guy went outside, the Dominion guy went outside, got on his phone, came back in 30 minutes later and told the the the, the, the uh, supervisor, Misty Hampton, said, uh, scan the ballots. It'll work this time. And he was all giddy about it. Like they, they made it notes in the affidavits that he was giddy about it. Never touched the machine. The Dominion guy never touched the machine. When they went and tried it, it worked. That implicates that Dominion has remote access to these machines, which is, again, something that they've claimed over and over again they don't. But we seem to be able to prove over and over again that they actually do. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you're having a lovely day. This is going to be part two of my special two-part series with Brian Lupo from the Gateway Pundit. You may also know him as CanCon, but if you don't, I highly suggest you go to the link in the description below and subscribe to his Rumble channel because he's doing incredible work there. He's been breaking down some of the very strange election irregularities that seem to consistently pop up on Dominion Voting Systems equipment. Brian has a wonderful report that he did in the Gateway Pundit discussing some of these very issues, and he and I discuss it at length in this video. It's not just Dominion, though. This calls into question the Election Assistance Commission, Pro V and V, and so many other organizations that are heralded with safeguarding our election integrity here in America. And there is a really good argument to say that they should never have been given that responsibility at all. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we're going to be right back after this. Once again, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to my second episode of my special interview with Brian Lupo, aka CanCon podcaster, patriot, and writer for The Gateway Pundit. Brian, how are you again? Oh, Zach, I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on again to uh, to talk a little bit more about some of this stuff. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure. Obviously, election fraud, election integrity, it's extremely important, probably the top issue. I think a lot of people would agree on that. Uh, in this one, we're going to be talking about Georgia, one of the main offenders uh, and probably one of the state's who has best perfected the method of installation of the candidates of their choice. So what can you tell us about this case? Well, in order to uh, in order to dive into Georgia, we first have to jump up to Tennessee. So uh, let me share my screen again here. Okay. All right. So this was an uh, this was a report, as you guys can see. And and look, everything I'm about to do right now is 100 percent 
provided by the state, provided by the government in some form or fashion, whether it's through open records requests or just public knowledge. All right. So they released this report quietly on March 31st, 2022. In fact, most people still to this day don't know about this. I was actually working, uh, funnily, funny enough, I was working with one of the cyber guys that's pretty famous in the election integrity movement. And uh, one of the, I asked him, I said, are you familiar with the Williamson report? And he, he had no idea. And this was like three weeks ago. No idea that this report came out and some of the stuff that's in here. Uh, so the first thing I want to do is I just real quick, I want to define what the EAC considers to be an anomaly. And this is important for a breach of contract case uh, that's going on in Fulton County, Pennsylvania right now. Uh, an anomaly is defined as an irregular or inconsistent action or response from the voting system or system component, which resulted in the system or component not functioning as intended or expected. Okay, an anomaly report may indicate a voting system is not in compliance with the voluntary voting system guidelines or the procedural requirements of this EAC testing and certification program. So now that we know what an an anomaly is and what the implications are, you know, legally from the EAC, uh, let's read on and see what happened in Tennessee. On November 3rd, 2021, the EAC received a report from Tennessee Secretary of State that they were planning an investigation into an anomaly observed in Williamson. Uh, during a municipal election held on October 26, 2021, regarding Dominion D Suite 5.5B on the ICP tabulators. Closed poll reports from seven of the 18 tabulators used during the election did not match the number of ballot scans. So they open up a formal investigation. All right. And during this form in- formal investigation, they bring in Pro VNV, SLI compliance, Dominion, and the, the Williamson County. Tennessee Secretary of State's office. So the only one there who might not have a conflict of interest would be the Williamson County Secretary of State's office. Dominion obviously has a huge conflict of interest. This is their machines. Pro VNV has a massive conflict of interest because they certified these machines mm-hmm. before the election and, and gave their check. You know, these are the good to go. And the EAC as well, because they certified the software. So you don't have a single person doing this investigation right here that is unbiased and has does not have a conflict of interest. You know, Brian, if if I may, the Tennessee secretary of state, uh, they might be interested in saving face because uh, not only does Dominion want to ensure that their their contract continues, um, but the uh, the 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 quality of the EAC's ability to accreditate these systems has been called into question. I mean, certainly they have a massive conflict uh, pro V and V. They just to me, they look like they're not doing their job uh, because uh, they don't even have the ability to properly certify this stuff. Every single person, as far as I can tell here, has got something they want to protect uh, in terms of their own interests. Oh, just wait till we get to Pro <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. All right. Uh, so it, here in testing and analysis, the first step of the VSTL analysis was verification of the system configuration. Hashes of all components involved were collected and compared to the repository of hashes for the EAC certified system. It was discovered that the system, excuse me, was installed with outdated versions of two configuration files when the system was upgraded from Democracy Suite 5.5 to Democracy Suite 5.5B in January of 2021. So the first question right there, how did this pass certification with two outdated configuration files on it? Mm -hmm. How does that happen? This is not something that you should be able to do. When you go and certify something, you need to certify that this is exactly what is supposed to be on there. Every single bit, every single line of code is exactly what it's supposed to be. But clearly... 
The certification is nothing more than a smoke and mirror. It means nothing. Mm -hmm. So reading on here, an analysis of audit log information revealed entries that coincided with the manifestation of 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 the anomaly. A security error code, quote, QR code signature mismatch, and a warning message, quote, ballot format or ID is unrecognizable. Now, this indicates a QR code misread occurred. Now, I'm not a very tech savvy person, but I've asked some people that know QR codes and know how a QR code is made and all that stuff. You cannot have a QR code misread. No. It either reads it or it doesn't, period. There is no misread. It's not like it can read it, you know, Oh, it's just a little bit off here. So it reads it as something else. There is no something else. It reads it as what it's supposed to be or it's not, period. Correct. So it's a remarkably secure technology. Very, very. And uh, I was actually I was I was uh, Doug Logan did a video on on Rumble. He's got a small little Rumble channel and he did a video going through this report and he talks specifically about the QR code and how difficult it is for a QR code to, to, to malfunction. In fact, I think, I think he even says that it can't happen, but I don't want to quote him on that. Go check that out if you want to, if you want to um, uh, get more on that. But reading on here, it says, when these events were logged, the ballot was rejected. Subsequent resetting of the ICP scanners and additional tabulation demonstrated that each instance of the anomaly coincided with the previously mentioned audit log entries, though not every instance of those audit log entries resulted in the anomaly. So in other words, every time you see QR code signature mismatch and ballot ID unrecognizable, that when the audit log entry happened, that code was found. But not every single time, and I, I do have to be fair, not every single time you see that code did, did the, uh, the, the anomaly occur. And, and we'll get into what exactly the anomaly was here in a second, because this is mind-blowing. So we come down here to conclusions of formal investigation. And Zach, at any point, if you have a question, feel free to, to jump in. And Absolutely. Stop. The direct cause of the anomaly was inconclusive. Based on the investigation, it's reasonable to conclude that the anomaly is related to the imported D-Suite 5.5 election definition used on the 5.5B system. On February 11th, 2022, Dominion submitted a root cause analysis to the EAC. The report indicates that erroneous code is present in the EAC-certified D-Suite 5.5B and 5.5C systems. Erroneous code on a certified system. Exactly. That is troublesome beyond belief. Mm-hmm. It, calls the into R- question the, uh, it calls into question every single Dominion machine with this code, with any code at all, as far as I'm concerned. And obviously, uh, the, uh, the reputation of each and every one of these organizations. Yes. And, and, and again, this is this is going after now it is a QR code issue, but it is on the, the ICP, the image cast precinct uh, tabulators. And um, we'll get into a little bit more because it's, mm-hmm. it's beyond just the ICP. We think we found it on the ICC as well. The image cast mm-hmm. central high speed scanners. Uh, the RCA report states that when the anomaly occurs, it's due to a misread of the QR code. There's that misread again. If the QR code misread affects a certain part of the QR code, this is just beyond bizarre. The ICP scanner mistakenly interprets a bit in the code that marks the ballot as provisional. Once that misread happens, the provisional flag is not properly reset after the ballot's voting session. The result is that every ballot scanned and tabulated by the machine after that misread is marked as provisional and thus not included in the tabulator's closed poll report totals. So in other words, you can be running ballots through. They have no idea why it does this, because remember, the direct cause is inconclusive. You can be running ballots through this machine 
And all of a sudden, one of the ballots will throw this code and get marked as a provisional. And then every ballot after that is also marked as provisional. They go into a separate folder, both digitally and in the machine. They have a, an adjudication uh, uh, bin in the, in the box that it drops down into. And you don't know about this. Because unless you go in and physically count the physical ballots, you don't know how many ballots are in that box. And instead, you just rely on the printout from the the poll tapes. Now, the way they discovered it in Williamson, Tennessee, was that the poll tapes didn't match the ballots that were in the box. They knew how many ballots should have been in that box. And they, they called it into question and they made them open the ballot box and count them physically. And that's when it was discovered. Now, in Georgia, when you do early in person voting, they don't close the polls every night during early voting. So you have what's early voting, like a two week block, a three week block Mm -hmm. where you're just running. You're just running these tabulators nonstop without closing the poll each and every night and reconciling the votes and making sure that everything, uh, you know, is congruent and lines up. It's it's mind blowing. So so now thousands, thousands of uh, potentially affected ballots. Now, uh, it's interesting to me that that Dominion is is fuzzy on the possible cause of this, because with a simple DuckDuckGo search, uh, you can find uh, a very plausible explanation for this. Brian, do you remember in the 2020 election, uh, the the multitude of reports of potentially scanned or photocopied ballots? I do. That right there is the number one reason for a QR code mismatch. An image scanning device that has taken the original QR code and somehow altered the size or uh, the pixels inside those QR codes. That could very easily be it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that they never mentioned that in the report. Zach, that is the first time I've heard that. And if you could please, uh, you know, get make sure you get that that article and that finding to me so that I can include that. Um, and, and can I can I just can I just plug something real quick here? Please, please. Uh, so so when I say we, uh, I've been working on this for about five or six months, but I am not. I'm just I'm just the guy that does some research and some digging. The individuals that actually did this is a is a gentleman named David Cross who's been working in in Georgia for since the beginning of this, and, a, and another investigator named Kevin Moncla. And the two of them have a group uh, called the Election Oversight Group that they started, and. Folks, they have done more, you know, the Shaw files that were missing, the ballot images that were missing. They've done so much discovery in Georgia. Like we need to just do an episode where I just put all this together, what they've found. It's insane that anybody ever certified the the election in Georgia. Even Brian Kemp came out and said that the risk limiting hand count that they did there, that hand count was completely bogus after David Cross and, and Joe Rossi found uh, you know, just batches and batches and batches of duplicate counted ballots. Um, so, so, you know, I, I do have to give them credit here. Uh, if you guys can, they are working on something really big uh, having to do with all this. So if you guys can go to give, slash election oversight. And if you can donate, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you can. Uh, I, there's going to be something big coming out from all this stuff here very soon. And, and uh, you know, it takes, it takes work folks. Absolutely. All right. So getting back into this here, uh, I just got a couple more lines I want to read here. One line is uh, modified ICP source code was submitted by Dominion that resets the provisional flag following each voting session. Now, Zach, do you see what's wrong with that statement? Yeah, I mean, once these uh, machines and the software on them are certified, they're not supposed to be altered in any way because that would, by very nature of that alteration, cancel out that certification. Absolutely. But something a little bit further. 
Modified ICP source code was submitted by Dominion that resets the provisional flag following each voting session. They didn't fix it. Yeah, they're just yeah. saying let's put a bandaid over it. Yeah, it's like when you, when the check engine light on your car comes on, instead of you know replacing your O2 sensors or or sealing up the vacuum leak, you just go to AutoZone and you tell them, hey, reset my check engine light. Or I don't want to pull the fuse. <laughs> right, right. There you go. Or you you seen the one where they put a piece of tape over where the check engine light lights mm-hmm. up, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they just can't see it anymore. Problem that's, fixed. <laughs> that's what they did. That's what they did. And then what does the EAC do? The analysis and testing of the ECOs has demonstrated that the anomaly was successfully fixed. Wait a second. Wait a second. The first line, the direct cause of the anomaly was inconclusive. How the hell did you fix it if you don't even know what you're fixing? Yeah, no, that 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 really is akin to just taking the light bulb out. Okay, the problem still remains. The underlying condition still exists, but you just don't have the ability to see it anymore. When they gaslight you, the EAC, remember, they're the ones that told Mm -hmm. you the most secure election in American history. Yep. When they sit here and gaslight you about all this crap, just remember this report. The direct cause of the anomaly was inconclusive, but the analysis demonstrated the anomaly was successfully fixed. Let's just put that in one sentence and combine it together right there. Mm -hmm. It is mind-blowing, the incompetency of not just the EAC, but the technicians that wrote this this report – and, and just lied to the American people. That's flat out what it is. It's a, it's a flat out lie. I All absolutely right. agree with you. And I, and I just want to say, you know, the manner in which these issues seem to arise, uh, it seems to me less as a, uh, a bug and more of a feature uh, because we keep seeing the same types of things. Uh, you know, these uh, uh, this erroneous code, you know, the uh, unknown anomalies uh, over and over and over again. And nobody seems to be able to fix it, even though it's their area of expertise. It's absolutely insane to me. It is so funny that you mentioned that. And I got to find this quote because this quote is one of uh, probably one of the best quotes uh, that I've seen. One of the most common vulnerabilities exploited is the natural human tendency to assume a discrepancy is the result of an error rather than a product of deliberate act. That is a quote from a man named Sidney McNeil Gutierrez. He is a former colonel in the Air Force. He is an astronaut. And he is a vulnerability systems uh, testing expert. He is uh, Jeff Lenberg. I don't know if you know who Jeff Lenberg is, but he was involved in the New Mexico audit, the Antrim audit, yeah. Coffee County. He's been all over um, on all this stuff. And the man is a that's literally what he does is he, he worked on uh, nuclear nuclear programs for the United States government. He had the highest civilian clearance that you could possibly have. Um And this was his boss, this guy, Mr. Gutierrez, Colonel Gutierrez. And that quote to me is exactly what you just said, Zach. We we get told that this is, oh, just a mistake. It's a it's a glitch. It's a human error, a technical glitch. But in reality, you have to consider that these are deliberate at this point. Absolutely. You have to consider this. You're talking about a twenty six trillion dollar economy, the control of which look at look at what we're dealing with now as a society, mm-hmm. you know, and like Bannon always says, uh, you know, elections have consequences, stolen elections have dire consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're dealing with right now. Absolutely. All right. So now let's tie this in as if this report itself wasn't explosive enough to warrant 
you know, a lot of issues with these machines. Let's see if we can uh, maybe tie it in someplace else. This is an official state election board complaint submitted by the election oversight group that we talked about earlier, uh, submitted to Georgia. And I'm going to read through this just quickly because a lot of it is dealing with the EAC report. Uh, we are part of a volunteer team called the election oversight group investigating irregularities in Georgia elections. We are writing to file an urgent complaint regarding a technical failure identified by the US EAC that affects the Dominion precinct scanners in Georgia, causing the machines to miscount votes. We discovered an error that affects the functioning of Georgia's Dominion precinct level scanners and tabulators. The error causes the devices to undercount vote votes. Now, this is just the summarization of the of the EAC Williamson report. Mm-hmm. But we get down here and they actually asked Jonathan Panic of the EAC, the author of the Williamson County, Tennessee report, if the EAC found this anomaly in any other areas of the country, to which he replied. The EAC received one report of the issue occurring as part of the investigation process. The issue was communicated out to all affected jurisdictions. No additional reports were received. Now, that's insane to think that you. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com
A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision said that you received one report and then it was sent out to all affected jurisdictions so was, <laughs> so it was it just, sent out to the one jurisdiction <laughs> the one jurisdiction what does that even mean oh man it's almost well, like they want to they, they, they want to keep it silent they they want to continue to cover it up they should have not- reported it to every single jurisdiction anyone using these dominion machines should have received this as a warning because how can they know that a problem exists if they haven't already found it Because, obviously, incompetency is rampant in the election system here in America. And if it's not incompetency, then it's downright willful ignorance because they want to ensure that the results continue to roll out in the way that they're hoping. Absolutely. All right. So now let's let's read on to this, though. Our group then placed an open records request for all 159 counties in Georgia to determine if the same error found in Williamson, Tennessee, was present in Georgia. After being unlawfully blocked and significantly delayed by the Secretary of State's office, we were able to obtain data files from 66 of the 159 counties. So far, 64 out of 66 counties, 97% have precinct scanners exhibiting the same error reported by the EAC in Williamson County, Tennessee, that still has no cause or resolution. Now, this is a list here of the counties that they've looked at in Georgia and whether or not they have the error. (laughs) Obviously, they all have it. There's two that don't. Fannin County right here is named as clean. But Fannin County allegedly had to replace their machines just days before the election because of some, you know, really, really bad errors. Mm -hmm. The other county that's clean is Pulaski County. And I'm told that Pulaski County is just a couple hundred voters. It's not a very big county. And that because of that, they might not have enough uh votes going through to actually either trigger this or cause a sample that you can use or or <laughs> it would be far too obvious if the votes were coming out <laughs> in any other manner than what the voters actually wanted it would end up being another antrim county so why even attempt to try to steal votes there just allow them to go through naturally in the manner in which the uh, the people of that county like Absolutely. All right. So then it goes on to say, in addition, we found another issue regarding the software on Georgia's precinct level scanners. Uh, The software in question is the version 5.5.3. The current software version was created on July 27, 2018. This date is concerning because this software has been running on the Dominion precinct scanners throughout Georgia since the scanners were initially installed. The implication is that defective software has been causing scanners to tabulate incorrectly since installation. For instance, our team obtained scanner slogs from the Gwinnett County 2020 primary. We found 84 instances of the Williamson County, Tennessee error in Gwinnett's 2020 primary file alone. Mm. And you can see this is what it appears like in the slogs. But I actually have the DeKalb County slogs that were handed over to us in open records request. And you can see it right here. Mm -hmm. This is the log entry, May 26, 2022 at 20, 20 hundred hours and 0221 security error, QR code signature mismatch, scan vote warning, ballot format or ID is unrecognizable. And then what happens right here? Ballot 40 skipped, 41 skipped, 42 skipped, 43 skipped. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is sounding a lot like what happened in Williamson County, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And we have it 
And we have it occurring in 97% of the counties in Georgia. I think we need an investigation. Now, here's another thing that they found. These are 13 counties that are listed here. And they all have the, uh, if you look, they have the ballots cast in those counties. All right. They have the ballots cast right here on the left. All right. And then you have the errors that are listed up here. You have ballot ID unrecognizable, image scan, could not find the QR code, QR signature mismatch, ballot size exceed maximum expected, which is odd. Um, Hmm. Scanner transport error. Look at the error rates, Zach, that these places had. Now, this is all the ballots, not just ballots that had the error. This is all the ballots. There was a 19 percent error rate in in Barrow County. In Dawson County, there was a 20.8 percent error rate. In Irwin County, a 51% error rate. (laughs) Every other ballot had some sort of an error when they went through the scanning process. Now, remember what I mentioned earlier about the EAC defining anomaly? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if there's fraud or not, if if this miscounted votes or whatever. The machines are not acting the way that they were intended to act. You should not have a 51% error rate on anything. I think the maximum allowable error rate is like 0.0008%. Yeah, I I think it's a six, but either way, it's very close. (laughs) It's less than 1%, far less. (laughs) And then you remember like in Antrim County when when ASOG released their first report for the Matt DiPerno case and they said a 60% error rate and and the, the, the Secretary of State whisked in J. Alex Halderman to say, oh, that error rate was completely bunk. You know, it's not accurate, blah, 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 all that stuff. I I think we need to revisit that a little bit. If you have a problem like this, let's just talk about the problem real quick. If you have a problem like Williamson, Tennessee, where you're scanning, people come in to vote, okay, and they they run their ballot through and it gets flagged as a provisional, they don't know it. Remember, the machine does not tell you that this error is occurring. Correct. It's not like it broadcasts QR code mismatch on the screen for the voter to see. So they vote and they think their vote got accepted, but little do they know it flagged it as provisional, put it in a separate bin, and all the ballots after it are the same way. So that means that they're not, they don't count. You have to adjudicate them somehow or go through them and, van- and, and manually verify them, all that stuff. So what would happen when you go to close out the poll tapes at the end of the night? You would have more people that voted than actual ballot, or excuse me, more ballots than what the machines are showing mm-hmm. people voted. You would have more ballots than votes. Okay. So do you remember after the 2020 election around November 16th, when you had counties like Floyd County, Fayette County mm-hmm. popping up and they said they found 2,600 votes here, yes. 2,500 votes there, 500 here, all during the recount when they had to upload all these memory cards all over again. Mm-hmm. I want to pl- I want can I play this video real quick? Uh, yes, certainly. Okay, this video is uh was recorded by Heather Mullins of Real America's Voice back on November 17th, 2020. All right. By this point in time, Gabriel Sterling, the uh, you know, with the Secretary of State's office, well, he was a private contractor for the election. Now he's back with the Secretary of State's office. He at this point had already said that Floyd County had a memory card issue, and that's why they found 2,600 votes. This is Heather Mullins doing actual investigative journalism and asking two members of the Floyd County Election Board, and that guy in the blue right there in the back, in the background, he's a Dominion technician, all right? He's important because that guy says he's not allowed to comment, but I, wanna, I want you to listen to what he, what he ends up saying. So let me go ahead and play this. Reason explanation of why those votes so there's no like concrete just to get on the record there's no concrete explanation as to how those 26 2700 votes were not counted by the machine in the first place we don't know i mean we can't 
they're not in there anywhere. So we don't know why they didn't get scanned in there. So have the D- Dominion tech guys that have been troubleshooting here all day been able to figure out why they weren't in there? They're not allowed to comment. They're not allowed to comment. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it just... But as of right now, you can also not confirm that it was a memory card or anything of that nature as well, right? Because that hasn't been confirmed, to my knowledge, by anyone here. I don't think it was a memory card. Do you? I don't think it was a memory card. So it was, we, we can rule out we memory card. We can rule card. out a memory card that wasn't scanned. Yeah, I mean, okay, it seems like it's human error. So you have the Dominion guy who can't comment, but then what did he, what did he throw in right there? Human error? <laughs> Who's the human? human the guy in the back. Sounds like we identified the issue already. You know, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> can we talk about, is it a technical glitch? Is it software issue, Mr. Dominion guy? I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to comment on that. Literally 18 seconds later. Oh, it's human error. Wait, wait, wait. You're supposed to be not be allowed to comment. You're not supposed to be allowed to comment. Hold on. There's just a, a couple more seconds left here. Go ahead. Seems like it, but what, what's the evidence that would indicate it would be a human error issue? The, the, the ballots didn't transfer over like they should have, and that could have been... Oh, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. ...program or program, but at this point, we really don't know, so that's why... You're could it also to, potentially be a software issue? We're not going to speculate at this point. But you just said it could potentially be a human <laughs> Correct. So that's why you're, you're so asking then it could, types of different questions. I'm really just trying to give you. I know okay. what you're trying to yeah. do. We really don't have a pinpoint okay. right now. Like I, I, we want to be able to give you the exact answer on, on what happened. Absolutely. I'm not able to do that. Right okay. Now. All right. So the the significant part of this, Zach. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I know. I, He's like, oh, oh, I want to get out of here. <laughs> they rule out a memory card. They oh. rule that out completely. They say it's not a memory card. The Dominion guy in the background says it's human error. Gabriel Sterling at this point had already said that it was a memory card issue in in Floyd County, and he still stands by that. By the way, but you have the two guys here that are on the ground doing the work, you know, overseeing the work, supervising all this, and saying it's it wasn't a human error. Or excuse me, it wasn't a, a memory card. Now, here's the crazy thing is I did an open records request in Floyd County for the slog files. They would not give me the slog files in a PDF format. In fact, they wouldn't give them to me at first at all. Now, keep in mind, in San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's district, they published the slog files publicly on their website for Dominion machines. Mm-hmm. So when they say it's intellectual property, it's you know IP, all that stuff, it's bullcrap. That's a mm-hmm. bullcrap, you know, lame excuse. So they say, okay, we'll give you the slog files, but we have to give them to you in a paper format. We can't give them to you as a PDF. And I'm like, okay. They said it'll be $200 and some, whatever it was. It was a, c- a couple hundred bucks. And they printed out 700 pages and shipped them down to me down here in Florida. Immediately after that, I scanned them in. So I had a, a digital copy, but then I went to, to, to work on them. And I said, why can't you give them as a PDF? And we eventually got Ryan Germany, counsel for the Secretary of State's office, to tell all these places you can give it to people as a PDF. So once we got it as a PDF, we start going through the documents in Floyd County for the 2020 election. We have, I think it starts, I, and, and I'm not 100% sure on the dates, but I believe the, the, the slog files start on October 12th through October 19th, and then they start on November 24th until they were done with the second machine recount. We don't have a single election day slog system log now these are these are mandatory to be kept under 52 us code 2071 we're finding out that you know they they their excuse was it got deleted off the memory card 
you can't delete this file off the memory card. You deliberately have to go in and deliberately delete it. It doesn't delete automatically like they're suggesting. You have to physically delete it. Not only that, there's a third memory card. John Poulos testified in front of the state election board in Georgia on Wednesday. There's a third memory card that has all this stuff locked in the tabulator according to John Poulos in his testimony. So we should still be able to get those slog files to see what happened in Floyd County that all of a sudden 2,600 votes got found on November 24th. Until we have those slog files, this should be a crime scene. Mm-hmm. 100% this should be a crime scene until we have evidence that was deleted that shows what happened with these 2,600 votes. And, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but even if something is deleted, there are methods that you can use to go ahead and recover it. I mean, even me, civilian uh, style here at my house, I mean, I have programs that can go back and and get deleted files and and bring them back. So you would imagine that uh, at the federal level, at the level of the Election Assistance Commission or even Dominion themselves, considering the fact that they are uh, uh, taking on the role of government agencies, that they themselves would have the ability to go in and get this stuff. Anybody can do it. Absolutely. And like I said, we we still believe that there's this third memory card that Poulos and this is the first time I've heard about it was coming directly from him. Mm -hmm. Um, There, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Georgia right now. They're trying to uh, I think they're going to end up indicting the uh, the 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 county supervisor down in Coffee County, Georgia, because they did a forensic image of the of the machines down there. Now, what they don't ever tell you is that on January 5th, the night that they were doing the runoff, they so the Coffee County staff down there had been complaining to the secretary of state's office since the 2020 primary. Since the 2020 primary, they had been complaining that their machine was rejecting ballots. And they could not get the ballots to go through. They would they would, you know, bring the batch down to just 10 or 15 ballots and hoping in hoping that the machine would scan them properly. Uh, Jeff Lenberg and I did an excellent interview on Conservative Daily a couple weeks ago talking specifically about those problems. So I won't get too far into that. But at the end of the night on January 5th, the, the, the supervisors there, they had a Dominion technician there, the EA, uh, excuse me, the, the state election board or county election board. They were there at the place in Coffee County where they were scanning votes. And the chairman of the uh, county election board, his name's Eric Cheney, told the Dominion guy, he said, get this machine fixed, get these machines fixed, or we're going to bring it in 30 minutes, or we're going to bring in the news media and document all this publicly. And the guy went outside, the Dominion guy went outside, got on his phone, came back in 30 minutes later, and told the, 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 the uh, supervisor, Misty Hampton, said, uh, scan the ballots, it'll work this time. And he was all giddy about it. Like, they, they made notes in the affidavits that he was giddy about it. Never touched the machine. The Dominion guy never touched the machine. When they went and tried it, it worked. So Flawless. That implicates that Dominion has remote access to these machines, which is, again, something that they've claimed over and over again they don't. But we seem to be able to prove over and over again that they actually do. In the in the affidavit, uh, uh, Kathy Latham, who is the, was the GOP chair at the time, was present as one of the uh, was one present as one of the watchers, and a Democrat was present as well. This wasn't just like a bunch of conservatives in a room, and they all were looking at each other like, "Did we just witness what we think we saw? Mm-hmm. You know, did this guy just get off the phone, never touched the machine, and somehow fixed it with poof, you know, abracadabra? Mm-hmm. We don't know." So then, what what they also forget to tell you in these CNN and Washington Post hit pieces that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks is that on January 5th, they were also served a litigation hold 
by the Donald Trump campaign and by Lynn Wood because they thought that that stuff was going to be evidence for upcoming litigation, which is perfectly acceptable for that to happen, you know, for, to, to demand a litigation hold. You don't have to have a court order for that if, if litigation is to be, uh, you know, presumed. So on January 7th, uh, Misty Hampton brings in this uh, company called Sullivan Strickler, which literally what they do. Okay, they, they, they always talk and they say these people came in and forensic imaged it and all this stuff. That's what they do. That is their job. They are a litigation uh, holding company. So they come in and w- when there's when there's e-discovery that's going to be you know part of a case or a pending case, they'll image it and keep it in their vault so that chain of custody is maintained. It's like it's like a third party that holds the evidence in escrow essentially. Sure. They got paid I think twenty six thousand dollars to come down to to Coffee County image this machine which is a hundred percent justifiable after you just got a litigation hold and you just witnessed a technician potentially fix something remotely mm-hmm. it would be irresponsible not to to forensically image that stuff and so now they're they're most likely going to indict uh misty hampton and and kathy latham over doing this oh wow that's and, absolutely yeah, and- insane and the news coverage, they make it, you know, they put out surveillance footage. So you see surveillance footage and you're like, oh, look, that's a crime because it's surveillance footage. And, you know, I've had Jeff Lenberg, who's caught in that footage. He's like, we knew the cameras were there. We weren't doing anything sneaky. Right. The, you know, they say this is a restricted room. That's the reception area. There's a table in there where people can meet. You know, it's not restricted, you know. Um, and, and so what they're doing is just insane. They're, they're, they're trying to. And this is this is all. Nobody has addressed Dominion being able to fix the machine remotely. Nobody mm-hmm. has addressed that yet. Nobody has addressed those machines rejecting ballots at a four-to-one rate. Four-to-one. And most of them were Trump votes that were being rejected, mm-hmm. according to people that were doing testing on this. So, you know, the next thing that I want to – and just real quick in closing, I want to I walk you through this. I told you uh, Pro V&V. Mm-hmm. That we got we to talk briefly about Pro V&V. And I want to walk you through something because I wrote an article on this. Uh, let me share my screen again. <laughs> Here's a report. Uh, for, this is an article I wrote on Gateway Pundit. Uh, Citizen investigator find bombshell fabricated documents submitted to the Georgia State Election Board. Now, what this document is, is it's a letter of agreement that basically, you remember when we were all like, oh, Pro V&V wasn't accredited. Yes. And because their accreditation expired in 2017 and the EAC came out and said, well, because of COVID, we actually forgot to update our website. Well, COVID didn't happen until 2020. Mm-hmm. So there was three years there where they were unaccredited and COVID cannot be an excuse for that. Yes. So now they've come out and said that they just forgot to update you know, their, their, their website and all this other stuff. So we're going to go through and we're going to look in real time. Mm-hmm. Using their own websites and all that stuff, we're going to look at some anomalies in what they call their their a letter of agreement. All right. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go here to Bing. We're going to click. Uh, well, this is Bing because I don't. I never use Edge. I can highlight PDFs on Edge, so I use it for that. Okay. So we're going to click on this tab right here, Voting System Testing Laboratories. We're going to scroll down to Pro V&V. Click Learn More. Scroll down here to all the related documents that they have up. Okay. We're going to pull up, first, we're going to pull up the letter of agreement from 2015. So this would have been, this would have been EAC certification for 2015 that expired on 2017. Okay. So we'll pull that document up right here. All right. So we're going to keep that one right there. I'm going to close out these all. Close out that one too. Close. All right. So we're going to go back to this page here and we're going to go up to the most current uh, letter of agreement which was on March 10th, 2021. And we're going to open that one up. Now, the first thing I want to do is compare these two documents. So this, mm. is, the, this is the 2015 one. 
Notice the, the heading up here at the top. All right. And this is the 2021. So you have a different heading altogether. We noticed that right away. Yep. Now, jumping back over to my article here where I have some, you know, some uh, screenshots, so to speak. This is the article when you pull it, when you pull the header from the 2015 one, mm -hmm. this is the, uh, the header when it's put into Photoshop. Mm -hmm. It's two copied images put copy and, and pasted. Yep. Top left, top right. This is what the header looks like on the 2020 document. It's a solid header. It's an actual professionally made header and not this, you know, cut and paste kind of crap. The other thing that's interesting is that Boulevard's is spelled wrong. There's no S on Boulevard. I would think that a company that's involved with federal government contracting would know enough to get their address right. Just... I don't know, throwing that out there, but that's, mm. that's not enough. That's not where it gets, this is where it gets crazy. All right. So there's two things missing on this document that are uh, imperative and by their EAC's own guidelines have to be on there. First is a date. So we don't know. There's no date on this letter whatsoever. Mm -hmm. The second is there's no signature. It's not signed by Jack Cobb. If you look on this one for comparison, there's the date right there at the top and there's the signature by Jack Cobb. This mm -hmm. one has neither. So we're going to take this document right here. All right. We're going to copy the URL. All right. We're going to jump over here to a metadata checker. Mm -hmm. We are. You guys can do this for yourself. I'm walking you through how to do this. I don't want you guys to think I'm trying to be manipulative or anything along those lines. So let me uh, go ahead and download it. So let me uh, go back to the share screen. Sorry about that, guys. I, 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 I know there's a way that you can do it by dropping in the URL. All right. So you guys can see right here. You can see the screen again. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's titled Pro VNV Letter of Agreement. And we're going to start analyzing the file. Checking the metadata. All right. So there's a couple things here that kind of uh, jump out at me right away. First thing is down here, it says the author, mm -hmm. okay, is Jerome Lovato, Jay Lovato. That is the, I think he's the acting or he's the current chief of, of um, testing for the EAC, mm -hmm. for VSDL testing. So that should say Jack Cobb. This is a document that was made by Provian V, the letter of agreement. It was a letter sent by them to the EAC, and that should say Jack Cobb. Now, I reached out to the EAC and asked them why it would say Lovato, and they said, well, sometimes, you know, we have to make, uh, when we transfer documents over, they gave me a roundabout excuse. It's, I, you know, I, I, let, me, let me be fair. I did, I did put the, uh, what they said in here. Mm-hmm. They said, for your two questions on the ProVMV documents, the created date is likely due to the redesign and migration of the EAC's website to a new platform in 2019. Additionally, we are often sent Word documents that we convert into PDFs and check the correct 508 compliance prior to posting on our website. Okay, that is a, a I mean, it's not a bad explanation. It's plausible. But still, right, but there's still problems here. First, where's the date and where's the signature? Those are two really important things. Second, you're, that's a public facing document that's supposed to be used for the, the, the people, we the people, to check and validate sources. That should not have Jerome Lovato as the author. You should do that in a way that it shows the origin being Jack Cobb and Pro V and V. Sure. But this is the, this is the one that really concerns me. Up here, you see, this is the Pro V and V letter of agreement. Okay. But if you look down here, the title is the letter of application. Mm-hmm. This was not the letter of agreement. The letter of agreement is after the fact. This looks like it was pieced together when you go and look at, you know, uh, the header and footer and everything up here. This looks like they panicked 
And when people caught them and said that ProVNV was not accredited in 2017, from 2017 on, Mm -hmm. they went back and they started covering their tracks. Um, I don't have much else to say. I've not gotten an explanation. I, you know, I did a follow up with them. You know, I, I asked more questions and that's just the problem with all these places is when you ask more questions, they just ignore you. You know, they give their one response and they say, don't ask anything else. So, Brian, have we taken a look at that? Pa- <clears throat> Excuse me. Have we taken a look at that page on the Wayback Machine uh, to see changes that were made and uh, uh, if those letters were or when they were actually put online? Obviously, we can see the creation date in there, but uh, I wonder if there's any discrepancies with uh, the, the website itself. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of discrepancies. You can you can spend days on the Wayback Machine just going back to certain dates uh, on, on the EACs, the VSTL websites. Mm-hmm. You can spend days going back and just seeing this was added here. This was taken away there. It, it would be way too much to cover sure. off cuff, off cuff and on an episode like this. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, I remember that article when it came out and that's excellent work. I mean, uh, it, it really shows that these people are definitely covering their tracks as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there's not many other explanations that you can have for that. I'll buy it. Maybe they wanted to convert the document, but it seems for a, a legal document like that, it would be necessary to ensure that. You're uh, uh, dotting your I's and crossing your T's, so to speak. Yeah. And I mean, if you've got a company that's certifying elections and certifying a tech company that's certifying all this stuff and, you know, they don't even have uh, their their website. ProVMV's website is an HTTP uh, website still. They don't even have encryption on their website, Mm -hmm. you know, but but then you look at a header like this and it's just copy and paste and put together in Photoshop. Uh, That does not look like anything professional you know that's just no there's that, something that, not right there that's the most damning aspect of it for me i mean uh, all of the things put together i mean clearly it's a cut and paste obviously the address is wildly incorrect uh you know no signature there, there's nothing to verify that any of the people who were even listed on there had anything to do with it absolutely yeah yeah all right. So, uh, Brian, uh, you made a, a really important point at the beginning, and that is the uh, lawsuit currently taking place in Pennsylvania. Uh, I think that uh, uh, any number of the things that we've talked about in today's episode would be of great significance to uh, to Fulton County and to their case uh, against Dominion Voting Systems. Uh, I think it's quite clear that what they've been accused of, they're more than likely guilty of. Allegedly, we'll find out once it washes out. But uh, if, uh, have you been in contact with anybody in uh, in Pennsylvania? Are they aware of the work that's been done on this subject? Yeah, so they actually, um, I actually, they were watching uh, one of our podcasts when we started talking about some of this stuff. So uh, they 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 are aware of this stuff. I'm I'm hoping maybe it'll make its way into the case. I know they do have uh, the Williamson, Tennessee report mm-hmm. that is part of their of their filing. Uh, this had not come out yet at that time. So uh, maybe maybe this will be supplemented in. They'll you know make a motion to add this in um, because this is this is damning. So the the unique thing about the Fulton County PA lawsuit is that they're they're alleging that Dominion has violated the contract. They're not mm-hmm. calling them out for fraud or anything yep. along those lines. They're saying that the safety and security of the machines has been violated. And the Eric Spikeen report that came out of there, which by the way, Spikeen Eric Spikeen did incredible work out in Maricopa County, and he's one of the unsung heroes of Maricopa County. He found twenty five thousand counterfeit ballots. He's a paper expert and a forensic expert. He found twenty five thousand fake paper ballots out there. He found. 61 boxes of ballots that went 90% for one candidate, 10% of the other. Now that was candidate. So it did go both Trump and Biden. You know, Trump benefited in some way as well. Three of the boxes were Trump. 
58 of them were 90% for Biden. So you only had, uh, you know, I think the total numbers, because there were uh, boxes of 200 ballots, batches of 200 ballots. So out of 61 ba- boxes, you have 12,000 ballots at 200 each. So you had 58 that were 90% Biden, and you had three that were 90% Trump. That just doesn't happen in a county that is 50-50. That county is 45%, 45% in the 2020 election. So, I yeah, thought- anyways, uh, my, my point was, uh, sorry, my point was that Spikine, the, the the forensic report that he submitted in Fulton County, they actually found a, a machine up there that had unauthorized Python script on it. They had unauthorized databases. And the, on that same machine, they found an IP address from Canada that was, you know, in the logs on that. So, um, yeah, Fulton County, if this lawsuit and this lawsuit absolutely should go through because there is no question on standing, there is no question on injury, and there is no question on, you know, timeliness or latches or anything like that. So this case in Fulton County is, is might be one of the most important cases moving forward right now. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it it, it stands to set a very important precedent. I, I think that this breach of contract issue uh, is probably the most legally sound avenue that we have to get Dominion and perhaps a number of other electronic voting machine companies just completely out of the equation. Obviously, we're talking about billions of dollars in revenue from these contracts. So I know that they're going to uh, do everything they can to fight this. But I mean, this is clearly evident on its face. I mean, they did breach their contract. Uh, They have not been certified. Everybody and their mother has covered for them, uh, and they're covering for themselves. So this is a a county government that's coming up against this that, uh, you know, wants these people to be held accountable. So I I just I'm following it with a a fair amount of fervor. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, well, Brian, uh, I want to thank you again for coming here. I mean, this is uh, just top notch work. Uh, What you've done what the Gateway Pundit has done uh, overall. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, There are no large scale news organizations uh, other than you guys that are really staying on top of this stuff. Uh, I'm very, very uh, disheartened by the state of the modern day mainstream conservative media. So, uh, you know, that's why people like us, people like the Gateway Pundit, you you guys are just so vitally important. So I want to thank you once again for everything you guys are doing. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and share with your listeners uh, some of this story, because, you know, like you said, the mainstream media, the mockingbird media, as I refer to them, uh, they are absolutely silent on everything. I mean, I don't know how that Tarrant County story that we talked about on the last episode. I don't know how that's not on Tucker Carlson, to be honest with you. It's 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 mind blowing to me that nobody has picked up on this story. And, you know, but but that's what we expect. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about election fraud. We just got to keep the status quo, keep the establishment in place. As long as we allow them to select who leads us, they'll give us a bone every once in a while, you know, like overturning Roe v. Wade. And they'll say, hey, just be happy, Mm -hmm. shut up and go about your business. And we're saying, no, we're done with this. The populist movement is coming back. We, the people, are taking control of our country. We are going to take control of our elections. We are going to be free and fair. And free and fair does not mean every Republican is going to win. All right. Free and fair means that the people of a particular state region jurisdiction whatever it may be are going to elect who they represent want to represent them it doesn't matter party affiliation as long as it's free and fair absolutely 100 agree all right well brian cancon thank you once again for being here appreciate it tell everybody again where they can find you Absolutely. You guys can find me over at rumble.com slash CanCon, C-A-N-N-C-O-N. I'm on Truth Social as CanCon, and uh, I write for the Gateway Pundit as Brian Lupo, L-U-P-O. 
All right, make for sure you're following his work. Make sure you're following the Gateway Pundit. And please, if you're not subscribed to Red Pill 78, then go ahead and do so as well. Thank you again, Brian. Everyone at home, good luck and God bless. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.